0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown.
1: And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What happens if the Minnesota Vikings trade Justin Jefferson to go get a quarterback? Yeah, those words don't sound very good together, do they? But it's it's something that we can't completely discredit. Why? Well, let's look at some of the options. Let's look at the contract stuff. And let's take a look at what a mock draft would look like if they traded him to go get third overall with the New England Patriots. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Welcome to The
0: Real Forno Show. Hosted by Tyler Bornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire. Writer for the College Football Network. Publisher of Substack Run-In Shooter host of the good, the bad, and the hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a great episode of The Real Forno Show. I'm your host, Tyler Fornes. With me, as always, is producer Dave. And today, we are going to have a little bit of fun. We are going to talk about a potential Vikings trade of Justin Jefferson. And also, don't forget... I see we have a lot of fans from different organizations. One, I just want to say welcome. We do focus on the Minnesota Vikings, but we do have our draft series called Skull Search, which is prospect breakdowns of the top guys in the draft. You will want to make sure you check those out. Those drop usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays, with this show being Monday and Wednesday. We have a lot of fun, and we talk a lot of NFL drafts. We're glad to have you. And this is a very interesting topic. So let's just jump into it, because we're going to get to this mock draft. And one of the interesting things about this conversation is it's been kind of alluded to, and it wasn't something I was necessarily going to address, but we did have somebody in the comments ask me to do a mock draft based on this idea of trading Justin Jefferson to go get your quarterback of the future. And that's how I like to approach mock drafts. Let's do them situationally. Let's see what happens if you approach it this way, because you could try to be predictive all you want being predictive in February, doesn't make a ton of sense, but trying to explore different scenarios makes all the sense in the world. So that's what we're going to do today. So there are a couple reasons why the Vikings might trade Justin Jefferson. They might not be willing to fully meet the amount of guaranteed money he wants. There's been some rumors that they weren't going to do a, a fully guaranteed contract again for Kirk Cousins, and that might be something Jefferson wants. We don't know that for sure, but it is something that we need to be aware of. It could be that, the Vikings just don't believe paying a top wide receiver that much money is going to be worth it. I think that part is going to be proven untrue for the sole fact of this reason. They were this close to having that contract done back in September. So I think it's very menial things that they're trying to f- work out at this point.
0: But, yeah, as as reported last September, th- they'd agreed mm-hmm. on the numbers. It was just the guarantees that was the sticking point.
1: Yeah. So it, it's all nuance. And if they can figure out that nuance, Justin Jefferson is going to be here for a long time. If they can't, and let's, we're going to go with the fact that if they can't, we're going to approach a PFF mock draft based on that. And one thing I will uh, say completely off topic before we get going, the Vikings did make a free agent move today. They re-signed safety Theo Jackson, who's an exclusive rights free agent, meaning that he was not able to even have contact with other teams. He'll get a, I believe it's the veteran minimum. I think it's $965,000, the same Contract that both Blake Brando and Kairos Tonga signed last year. I think it went Sounds up just great. a bit. It should be over yeah. a million, but right around a million. It, yeah, probably went up a little bit, but he's going to get that exclusive rights free agent deal, whatever that number is. That number was not reported when the team announced the signing earlier this afternoon around 315. So, Dave, let's bring up the mock draft simulator because that's what the people want to see. And one of the interesting things about the PFF mock draft simulator is they will tell you if the trade should be accepted. We're going to do our own trade because I think what PFF has Justin Jefferson valued at is not going to be what the actual value of the trade would bring in. So we are going to do our own trade. And that's what's really nice about the PFF simulator is they have a forced trade button. So you can do whatever trade you want. You could use it to manipulate. You could use it to like make something, hey, this is like, what would happen in real life, but it's not going to be allowed by the PFF simulator there. You have the ability to do those things. So that's what we're going to do today. And that uh, we are going to take a look at what a Vikings draft would look like if they traded Justin Jefferson away. And I'm going to give you what I believe my value is. And as Dave pulls it up, let's have that conversation about his value. So, but first players,
0: what, As we used to say in the military, exercise, exercise, exercise. This is just an
1: exercise. There's
0: a content warning for today's show.
1: I I heard eggs are fries, so uh, I'm... (laughs) Listen, I'm hungry, so uh, I'm not just hungry for mock drafts. I'm hungry for food. Everybody knows. Gary knows how much I love the food, so... Uh, let's talk about that, that, uh, that number. Okay. So you have Devonte Adams who got traded for a first and a second from the Raiders to the Packers. The first and second went from the Raiders to the Packers. Excuse me. The chiefs got a first, second, two fourths and a sixth for Tyreek Hill. Now here's the thing with both of those guys. They were a lot older than Justin Jefferson at the time of their contract, the uh, time of their trades. They were both 28 years old. Jefferson is four years younger at 24. That matters in this conversation because you're get, theoretically getting Justin Jefferson for 10 to 15 years with this trade. Like that's how you're setting yourself up. You, you can resign him and never let him walk. So getting a guy in his prime, I think we need to take a look at a different trade. I think the basis here is going to be Jalen Ramsey the Jalen Ramsey trade two first and a fourth for a top flight player at a very premium position. So we're going to kind of use that. I think the price will have gone up because I think Justin Jefferson is better than at his position than Jalen Ramsey was at his at the times of their trade. So we're going to approach it that way. Dave, do you have the simulator ready to roll? Are you ready to mock? We are. Let's do it. Welcome to Vikings First and Skull's
0: Mock Draft Mondays! Who will the Vikings pick? And who's your favorite choice?
1: this early this all right let's have some fun as dave gets it ready on his end to pull up the pff simulator so here's the trade we're going to make we are going to force two firsts from the new england patriots and a third this year as we break a hundred viewers guys thank you very much for joining us if you're new to the show please consider liking comment and subscribing to help us continue to grow plus when I mentioned those school search episodes, those are only going to be available on YouTube. They're not going to be streamed on Facebook. So if you're watching on Facebook, you'll want to subscribe to the YouTube so you can get notified when those come out. They are arguably the best episodes we've ever done. So you're going to want to go there. Now here's the trade we're going to make Dave. And I think I already told you what that trade is going to be a first this year, a first next year, and the Patriots third for Justin Jefferson. No, no, no. W- Dave, hold on. We're not trading away those picks. The Patriots are.
0: Oh, ho, 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 ho. so we're going to go up to third overall. Okay. So they're giving us a first this year, a first next year.
1: Yep. And a third this year. That. We're going to we're going to try and no third this year this year year. not next year number 68. Yep. And then we're going to use that force. Yep. We're going to use that force trade button because we're it's not going to be accepted. But this is what I think the reality is going to be if a Justin Jefferson trade comes to fruition. Should this trade come to fruition? No. The Vikings should just pay Justin Jefferson. I don't think it's really a debate. I think he changes so much about your offense. He's absolutely incredible and he does so much for you. And he's also the best at his position in the National Football League. You don't trade those guys away unless they want to stab you with a pitchfork. Justin Jefferson is just, he's about business. He wants everything that he's said and done, he's wanted to be here. So I have no reason to believe he's not. But Mac Jones in the comments is excited because his team has Justin Jefferson, but they're only going to, they're not even going to pick until the second round. So we're doing a seven round mock draft here and we're only picking for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings shouldn't make this trade. They should do everything they can to keep Justin Jefferson. And I know with Vikings fans, it it can be a really, it can be almost a, like a, an emotional trigger because, Oh, the Vikings traded Randy Moss. Oh, they traded Percy Harvin. Oh, they traded Stefan Diggs. Different situations. Jefferson has never given us any indication that he is upset. He doesn't want to be here. Everything that we know is Jefferson wants to be with with the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm going to believe that he wants to stay. And we're going to go with that information. All right. Hit and start draft. All right. So third overall, let's take a look at quarterbacks, Dave, because we're going to take one of them. Looks like Caleb Williams and Drake Mayer both off the board. So that leaves everybody else. Yep. So. My board says it's Jaden Daniels. So that's who we're going to take. We're going to take Jaden Daniels at third overall. And then we also get to pick again at 11. I I wish there was a way to make my screen bigger. Actually, I will. By well, going over I can, here. No, no, look, I, I'm talking on my end, not on your end.
0: Well, it's small for people to read, but draft. There we go. Mm-hmm let's see if i can get it a little bit bigger. And still There see. we go.
1: That's okay. that's significantly better. Okay, so it looks like uh, both uh, all three wide receivers are off the board, so we're looking at the the best available. Let's uh let's scroll down a little bit and let's kind of see who's available. I want to see
0: Quentin Mitchell a cornerback. Mm hmm. Terry and Arnold, corner. Dallas Turner, Jared Verse We're getting our edge rushers. Leatu Latu, another edge. Center, Jackson Power Johnson. Uh, but you're taking a center too high, I think, at this point. Sorry, uh, we won't they, be
1: taking a center here, Dave. They
0: value him. Hey, I can dream. You can dream. Jerzon Newton, Kool Aid McKendree. Brian Thompson's junior is the highest wide receiver followed by Tony Franklin lad McConkley. We've gone far enough.
1: All right, here, here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to approach this as the Vikings have re-signed Daniel Hunter because they don't have Jefferson. So that takes about $20 million off of the salary cap. So we're going to put $20 million back on by giving them Daniel Hunter. I think the best player on the board right now here is Terry and Arnold. And that is the cornerback out of Alabama. And here you just take the best available. I would take the receiver here, but I can't do it. I can't take a receiver here because there's not one good enough for the 11th overall pick. Would you trade? And down? no, I, I don't think I would trade down because I think Arnold's a top. I have him as a top three player in the class. So I would, I would stick with Terry and Arnold okay. and you get, who I think could be an alpha alpha cornerback.
0: What's his size? Have we done him yet?
1: uh, No, but we're going to. He's he's six feet tall, like 195 pounds, really, really explosive. He's got this click and close ability, Dave, Mm -hmm. that can just absolutely attack, attack, attack wide receivers, and he attacks the ball really, really well. Um, I'm getting, you'll love this, Dave. I'm getting flamed in a, in a discord because people are making fun of like an opinion. I'm like, Oh, I used to work with him. Nice guy. And they're like, you always do this, Tyler. Every time, every single time. All right. We're going to go to 42. So. We could take JJ McCarthy. Um, I think McCarthy's going to be long gone here. So 42, Dave, I want us to take a look at uh, wide receivers. Um, who's somebody asked about, does this change if we get, uh, I think it was Reggie that asked about, um, a, if we get a decent cornerback in, uh, free agency, do we avoid it? Yeah, probably. Uh, but I'm also fine with it. Okay. So let's, all right, here's an interesting question from Chris Wilson. Couldn't you not take Harrison Jr. with the Arizona pick and then get McCarthy? Listen, if you're trading up that much, you don't take anything but a quarterback. I I can understand the theory of, oh, let's get the alpha receiver since we just traded one. But like you have an opportunity to get the quarterback. You just got to take him. it. It would have been like advantageous. Hey, maybe we trade back up for Harrison, but you got to guarantee yourself the quarterback. You got to do it.
0: Now there was a question here: Would the Bears considering trading for JJ?
1: Yeah, but you don't. I don't think you trade. Spot. I don't think you trade Justin Jefferson in the division. I don't. <laughs> that would I be also, disastrous on Sundays because he'd want revenge. Mm-hmm. I also don't think that there's enough of a difference between the top guy and the third guy to warrant trading up to one and having to not take back as much capital. Okay, like. Drake, uh, Drake may is my number one. Caleb Williams is my number two and Jaden is my number three. They're all within a point on my scale to me. To me, that's negligible. So I would just go to third overall. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to use my board here. My board with these players has Jalen Polk from Washington as the best available wide receiver. So we're going to take Jalen Polk, uh, Polk. is was the essentially the wide receiver two for Washington this past year. He's kind of got a T Higgins vibe to him where he's really smooth. It knows how to operate in space over the middle and phenomenal at the catch point with body control and being able to high point the football. So I don't think it's a situation where he's a Justin Jefferson type at all. I just think you take the best available. Jordan Addison is now your Justin Jefferson stylistic wide receiver. And you just keep building a good room around Addison and for your rookie quarterback, Jaden Daniels. So I'm taking Jalen Polk. Polk, great at stuff like slot fades, and that's what Jaden Daniels specializes in. He loves throwing the slot fade. He loves throwing into the deep part of the field. So now you have a receiver that can go get those balls. Let's take a look at
0: Ed Jack. We took cornerback over D-line because there wasn't a D-lineman that we liked better Mm -hmm. than the cornerback we took.
1: I'm also looking at it from if you if he's gone, um, if, uh, what's his name? Uh, if JJ has gone hunters back, I I don't think there's a situation where you lose both of them. So let's take a look at the top of the board here. Uh, Braylon Trice interesting option. Junior Colson's on my list to get watched this week. Hoping that I have actual time to get to him. Dave, I want to look at the wide receivers one more time because we're at the top of the third round. And I think there's going to be some quality players left on the board. And in order to replace like the what production of Justin Jefferson, I think we're going to have to do like a committee thing. And looking at these guys, the number one guy on my board still would be Malachi Corley of Western Kentucky. So we're going to go with Malachi Corley, Western Kentucky. And here's why you want to have like the theory about building wide receiver room is you want to have guys with different skill sets. If you like Debo Samuel, the idea of the player, the archetype that's Malachi Corley. It's 5'11", 215 pounds, built like a Mack truck. And he can win with some nuanced route running. He didn't really get a chance to show it much at, at uh, Western Kentucky because they, they're a very heavy air raid. But they get they do a lot of different things to get him the football. And he had an absurd amount of yards after the catch. Uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal with the ball in his hands and very physical, can run through tacklers, broke 40 tackles, in 2022 for Western Kentucky when they had an absolutely banner year, a little bit of a step back this past year. A lot of it had to do with offensive line and just having three play callers in three years, finally caught up to them a little bit because Ben Arbuckle, the play caller in 22 went to Washington state. So let's kind of recap here before we get to our fourth round picks. We traded Justin Jefferson for two first and a third, and we got Jaden Daniels got Terry and Arnold. We got, uh who did we take in round two at wide receiver Jalen Polk? And then we took Malachi Corley. So now our wide receiver room is you have your X awful. you have your Z and you have your power slot. Pretty good wide receiver room. Pretty good. I like that. Young. So if you are in a position where you want to really Dave, take advantage of your rookie quarterback and give them all the ammunition they need to succeed you. You could take a running back here. You could you could take another edge player, but we're going to go a little differently. Dave, I've talked a lot about this cornerback room really not necessarily needing talent, but if you ha- see it available, you take it. Well, I see a guy available, and I'm going to take him, and we're just going to kind of figure it out. That's Jarvis Brownlee Jr. from Louisville. This guy is one of the five current members of the All Fourno team. He is a dog. He is physical. He's great at the catch point. He's he has this ability, and his teammate Quincy Riley might be better. Uh, what he uh, some of the things he can do. Terry and Arnold has this too, and I'm very intrigued to see how Brian Flores utilize this because he can help you thrive in man coverage. You can like on like stop routes or hitch routes where receivers drop their hips and then turn back to the football. These cornerbacks, a lot of times they'll take like two, three steps afterwards and then come back. Brownlee puts his foot down braces and then pops forward. So it makes it so much harder for you to be able to hit that route. We don't necessarily need corner, but sometimes the guy available is just too good to pass up. And I think Brownlee a mid second round player. So at the t- in round four, I'm taking Jarvis Brownlee jr. Now I understand that people are talking about defensive line and quite frankly, I get it. I understand. I think you're right, but the draft is about acquiring talent. You don't force needs. You force talent. And that's where Jarvis Brownlee jr. Comes in. Just, he's just too good of a football player to not take.
0: Well, does that mean we need to target some, uh, the lineman and free agency. I haven't looked at Absolutely. Them intensively.
1: Well, so we're going to have some stuff on Vikings Um, here within the next week, uh, we've been working through each position group, talking about guys that the Vikings could sign or target today. I looked at tight ends and how I think the Vikings might be best off getting a bridge tight end, paying a big tight, a big name, tight end. Why? Hawkinson might not play this year. Mm -hmm. and that that's a conversation that we'll have in in depth in the coming weeks
0: i got a knock at my door hold on
1: that's okay so dave is, is gonna go handle that so we're gonna we're gonna take a little bit of a break here and while we do that i'm gonna talk about our sponsors our friends at underdog rescue minnesota those of you who know me very well from this show We adopted our sweetie, Claire, last July, and unfortunately, she passed away this December. She developed a brain tumor from the time we adopted her until the time she passed. She was the best dog, and we were able to help save her life because of our friends at Underdog Rescue. And they will take in dogs from private surrenders, breeder releases, which is what Eclair was. And they will also uh, take in shelter dogs from way down south. Because unfortunately, in the south, there are a lot of overcrowded shelters. And They will take them up here and they will help them try to get homes. If you have the ability to foster or adopt, please check out UnderdogRescueMN.com. And if you can't, they love donations too and they have wish lists for dogs on Amazon so the doggies can get nice little treats and toys. And We we love a happy dog with a treat or a bone. So UnderdogRescueMN.com Dave, let's pick Jarvis Brownlee Jr. and let's go let's move forward here. Selected. Perfect. Hopefully we have some uh, good D line available. Um, I would have loved to have been able to get a defensive lineman by now, but at the end of the day, sometimes they're just not the best players available and you got to take the best players. Um, Let's look here. Let's pull up D lineman and then we'll pull up edge and we'll kind of take a look. Yes, Bill's Mafia fostering is huge. Um, my uh, my wife and I are going to be temporary fostering a dog for about 10 days here in a few weeks, and we're really excited. So, all right. Read off the names, Dave, because I, I can't really see.
0: Okay. Let me bump this up real quick. We have, nope, that's not going to work. And, of course, when I did that, it lost the filter. We have Logan Lee, Iowa. Tyler Davis, Clemson. Makai Wingo, LSU. Miles Murphy, North Carolina. Jawan Briggs, Cincinnati. Get a teammate for uh, Mr. Pace. Jordan Jefferson. L S U, that'd be something. Jefferson traded for Jefferson. Uh Rogers, Justin Rogers, Auburn, Zion Logue, Georgia, Keith mm-hmm. Randolph, Illinois, Evans Anderson, Florida Atlantic,
1: Jaden Cray, right. Mississippi State. Perfect. Let's go back up to the top. The guy I'm going to end up taking is Tyler Davis from Clemson. He's got a level of explosiveness to him. He can two gap, even though I think he's at 310 pounds. He can do a lot of different things for you. He took a slight step back this past year, but there is a lot, a lot to like about Tyler Davis. So we're going to take him. We're going to feel pretty comfortable about it. We, and there's an, a defensive tackle that I am going to take later on in the draft that I'm very excited about that. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be excited to kind of share with you guys. Cause we haven't talked at all about him. Um, let's, let's see who the top available players are here. And then we're going to go from there and try and f- try and figure out who the best guys are. Ooh, my boy, Austin Reed from Western Kentucky. I love Austin Reed. I really do. Dude's <laughs> just a good football player, but we already took the quarterback and we took Jaron Hall last year. So we're not going to be going like the Kirk Cousins RG three mm-hmm. option. Um, Chow Smith Wade. I know Anthony in the chat really wanted Chow Smith Wade. I haven't had a chance to get to him yet. I'm hoping I do get a chance, uh, but I've already done 10 corners. I'm going to think I'm going to cap it at 15. And there's already a few that I absolutely need to get my eyes on. So here's an interesting one, Dave, and we haven't taken him at all. Isaac Garendo from Louisville. Some of you who are Minnesota fans might remember Garendo because he played for Wisconsin and he's a little bit of a bigger back, but he's fast and explosive. He went to Louisville hoping to win the starting job, but he didn't. He lost it to Jawar Jordan, but he still got a significant amount of run and he can do a lot of different things for you. And I think he's a balanced back. The one tough part about drafting running back for Kevin O'Connell. We don't know what he wants, Dave. We don't know He he's got so many little things that we we just don't know what he wants. I can tell you what he does want for sure. Consistency. Madison mm-hmm. and Chandler ain't giving it to him. He, he wants consistency at the position. So well, Isaac Garendo.
0: They've got to be scheme diverse as well. Yeah. Um, Brian Thorne. Thorne that does the offensive line stuff. He was talking about it. Teams, KOC's offense and a lot of other offenses across the league are going mm-hmm. very much uh diverse on their schemes. They're mixing up zone with power and mm-hmm. gap and inside outside. They're it's they're throwing everything at it and you need a running back that can play under both situations primarily under both situations. Mm-hmm. Too. On which, yep, and uh, we don't seem to have one. Madison is a zone guy, and obviously, last year didn't turn out so well.
1: Chandler's better at gap concepts, but he's improving in zone, so we're going to take that. Let's have the conversation here. Offensive line, Dave. We're going to go Javon Foster from Missouri. He acquitted himself well in Mobile. Uh, this is a really, really deep tackle class, so I think Foster is probably somebody who would normally would go off the board end of round 3 beginning of round 4 but just due to the sheer depth of the class sometimes guys just slide and I think he would be a good swing tackle probably only going to be that at the next level but you have to have backups that are on rookie contracts you have to have at least a few of them so getting a guy like Foster in who who I think can play both sides if needed is a really good bet for the Minnesota Vikings to be Uh, We'll probably end up bringing back Oli Udo. He'll be that tackle four. that. That's a good spot for a guy and he can learn and develop and eventually become that tackle three. And who knows? Maybe if he shows something, you can move on from Brian O'Neill in a few years and you can give foster that job. I'm not saying it's a for sure, but -hmm. it's something to think about. Um, Is that James Williams from Miami? That safety there, Dave? Yes, it is. We're going to take him. And here's the reason why Williams is a safety, but he's probably going to play linebacker at the next level. He's 6'4, 235, and he moves really well for a guy his size. So, with second level defenders becoming such a premium at the next level, if you look at the Super Bowl, the Chiefs and 49ers both had great second level defenders. The Vikings need to find good ones. And taking shots on hyper athletes, like a guy like Williams who would be transitioning from safety, I think is a really good bet. And he's strong enough to be able to hold up at the point of attack and potentially stack and shed as a linebacker. He's going to need some work. He's not like a Chaz Surratt project where Surratt came from playing quarterback, but he's a project in the fact that he's never really played on the second level before he's always been a safety. So I think it's a great bet to make. All right. Let's take a look here, Dave. We've done a lot of really good things. We've gotten a defensive lineman. Let's look back at their defensive lineman, though, because there's a guy that I mentioned earlier that I want to talk about. I think he's still on the board. Briggs, Justin Rodgers. There he is. I see him. Evan Anderson from Florida Atlantic. Listen, I do a lot of tape watching with colleagues, and when you watch with colleagues, you can get a sense of, hey, uh, like It's like a confirmation of like, okay, my opinion's not too far out there. Or they see something you don't, and you talk about it, and you go through it, and it, it makes the process that much more fun. It makes it that much more enjoyable, and it's a better learning experience than just watching by yourself. Evan Anderson is going to go on late day three, but he is a 320-pound nose tackle that can do a little bit of everything. He is an explosive pass rusher. He can stay home and two-gap. This is a NFL football player. He holds up really well in the trenches and with nose tackles, they're historically undervalued in the draft and you can get talent late. Evan Anderson is that guy. And now we have two defensive linemen added to the fray. I think that they're going to really focus on defensive line in free agency because of the position they're going to have to target early in the draft at quarterback. But I'm really, really excited to kind of see what Evan Anderson can be at the next level. So we have not targeted an edge, but I think I I have a uh, suspicious feeling that they're going to re-sign Marcus Davenport. Uh, I do believe they're going to re-sign Daniel Hunter. So I haven't prioritized edge as much. And sometimes the board just falls the way where you just doesn't make sense to take one. And I, I was uh
0: looking off to the side. Did you say you think they're gonna re-sign Davenport?
1: Yeah. That that that's just my gut instinct. I have no sources on it.
0: Mr. Shadow, according to the PFF, he's 256.
1: Evan Anderson? Or
0: 356, pardon me. Yeah.
1: Um sources, Dave, tell me he played at 320. That's so
0: You lose weight over the season, but that's still a good size for a anywhere from mm-hmm. a zero to three tech. That's yeah. a big boy.
1: Yep. All right. Let's take a, a look here. Um, so we're going to go a little off the wall. We already took a running back. We took a Rendo, but I'm going to take Isaiah Davis from South Dakota state, uh, a two-time back-to-back national champion at the FCS level. He only had one season where he averaged less than six yards a carry. This is a stud. What I don't. Is this? Isaiah Davis running back South Dakota state. I'm not really hundred percent sure what he's going to test like, but I think he's a very talented player and you can get a lot out of him. And this is a good, opportunity, this is a good shot to take in round seven. This is your Dwayne McBride, hyper productive, lower level guy. Let's see what we have. And I'm, I'm a fan but I just don't know what he's going to test like. And I think that's the reason why he's kind of valued at this spot. Cause nobody really knows what that testing will look like, but the production is there. The ability is there. The ability to run through tacklers is there. So I'll take a shot at him around seven, Round seven guys. You're just kind of picking the best of your priority free agents. So Isaiah Davis, and that concludes the mock draft. I, you know what? I'm intrigued to see kind of what the grade is for us. I would prefer that we would have gotten Odunze, neighbors or Harrison jr. In the first round. But I think we did a good job of re tooling the receiving core. All young guys. I mean, the Packers made the playoffs and they almost made the NFC championship game. Having all their receivers with two years of experience or less. So I think we can get to a good spot. Jane Daniels is a C minus, which I think is just wild to consider. Um, because uh, Trevor has him 22nd on the board. I don't think he's the 22nd best player in this class. He's um, been dropping act- lately. I can tell you where I have him in this class right now. I as I as I pull up my rankings, right now Jaden Daniels is player 7 in this class. I think he's a top 10 player. Like if you want to have him at like 12, okay. <laughs> that's fine. I think where he's at on the PFF board is too low. But that's just me. Uh, Dan is asking about Carson Steele. He actually didn't get invited to the combine. That dude can squat 600 pounds and he has a pet alligator. (laughs) I'm a fan. Big fan. Look, this is a very interesting draft. This is a group of players that is talented. It's a group of players that is relatively diverse. Should this mean that the Vikings should trade Justin Jefferson? No, but it's good to have the conversation. Hey, this is what it could look like if the Vikings chose to trade him. I also think that the Patriots shouldn't trade for him because they need, they have so many needs to give up that kind of capital to get a wide receiver who is going to be thrown to him. Like with this kind of trade by Matt Jones, Mitch Trubisky, Maybe Baker Mayfield, but I think they've got cap issues in New England so this is it's a fine draft but I think the Vikings will be much much better off holding on to Justin Jefferson on a long-term basis and just imagine if you make the trade up to three anyways and you have Justin Jefferson how great are things going to be for Jaden Daniels or whoever that rookie quarterback is sounds pretty good right mm-hmm that's that's kind of what what we're looking at here, and guys, we are act, we are not going to do another mock draft. This is it. This is the this is our dog and the pony show for tonight. That's that's our show. We wanted to have the conversation. We wanted to talk about what things could look like with uh, a Justin Jefferson trade, and I think we accomplished that. I also think that the Vikings shouldn't do it at all. But it's good to look and have the conversation, so you can feel a little bit more educated on the possibilities of what the outcomes would be. And that's what we're here for. I'll say this much before we end up going, don't miss tomorrow. Dave and I are going to be back and you're going to want to like comment and subscribe. And don't forget to ring that bell because we're not telling you what time school search is going to be because we have to figure that out ourselves. We have to keep our schedules fluid with everything that we have going on to keep Vikings first in school, the best Vikings content on the internet. And Plus, I still I've run wire. The graphics com. yet. <laughs> yes, sir. But we are right. going to be talking about, hold on North Carolina quarterback, Drake may tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You are not going to want to miss us talking about Drake may who I want to be the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings for the next 15 to 20 years. I want Drake may out of these guys And you will want to know and find out all about him tomorrow on Skull Search. And tomorrow
0: at 4 o'clock Central, 4.05, you're going to get the NFC North Roundup Show, Who Will Be King, for Fans First Sports Network, because it's being hosted this week on Vikings First and Skull. And we want to appreciate everybody that has watched and joined us tonight. It's been absolutely outstanding. I know there were selections made that weren't your favorites, but this was, like I said at the beginning, just an exercise Mm -hmm. to see what might play out if Justin Jefferson was traded by the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Yep. And I want to uh, release this challenge to you guys. Every show now, every episode of the Real Forno Show from now until draft day, we are going to grade your mock drafts. So here's all you need to do. And we're going to ask you to use the PFF mock drafts draft simulator. And this this screen right here, just take a screenshot of it. Message us at, at, at our Twitter account, at Vikings First School, Send that picture and, and we will grade mock drafts. Reason being, it's fun to talk about, and it's fun to look at different scenarios. And I think this is a great way to get you guys involved, to have better and more in-depth conversations about all these different potential outcomes, but it has to be, you have to send the picture because we want to be able to put it on the screen and let everybody read it instead of just monotonously reading it out. So that that's the requirement, use the PFF simulator, take the screenshot. And we're using PFF because they have the correct draft picks for the Minnesota Vikings right now. All right? Do that? I don't, I don't think PFF's draft
0: mock draft deals charged. Somebody says they charges money.
1: I don't think, I think it is. Charged. Do you? I think um, it is. Well, Look, that, if you use if you use PFN, I'll we'll take it because you're you're right it is charged. But send a picture and we will do at least one per week or sorry, per show one per show, having that conversation. And I'll, I'll say this. If you send us one that has a, as Drake may being picked tomorrow, we'll take a look at one tomorrow too, but it's got to have Drake may because that's the subject of the show, baby. Thank and, you guys.
0: Uh, that, that came from a member's request.
1: Yeah. Hey, we read the comments. We, and that that's how we got the idea for the show. I think it was Mac Jones in the chat. That gave the idea that, like, if you guys want to hear something, we'll try and get to it. In the meantime, thank you very much for joining. I'm Tyler. He's Dave. As we always say, Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Like, subscribe,
0: and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love. Our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull everyone! This has been a Vikings First and Skull production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.